Hey everybody, how's it going? It's Evan and Cam from Left on Red coming back at you. And uh, we've got, um, well, we've got, you know, we kind of planned a uh, something of a silly episode um, for today, but obviously I think uh, Cam and I just wanted to get a few words here uh, to start off, you know, before, um, before we kind of get into that mindset, I suppose, just to kind of talk about what's been going on uh, the last few days and well, decades, really, but uh, especially the last few days in Israel and Gaza. And, um, you know, I think Cam and I uh, are uh, sort of share uh, the horror that a lot of you feel about what's going on um, in this uh, latest continuation of, you know, violence uh, between Israel and Gaza. And, um, you know, I know that at least myself, and I know I also speak for Cameron, that both of us are uh, pretty steadfast in our support for the Palestinian cause and the, you know, the people of Palestine and the, you know, decades of, you know, I mean, let's not mince words here, but really what's an ongoing genocide, uh, against them. And, um, you know, this sort of uh, apartheid state current that, uh, Israel is, is in right now. And I know Cameron and I are both pretty, pretty outspoken about that in our personal lives. And, you know, in our uh, personal social media accounts and all that. But I did, uh, I know both of us talked before we started the episode, but we, we both were in agreement that we wanted to kind of get something here uh, on the record for the podcast. Um, and just, you know, showing our support for uh, what's one of the preeminent humanitarian crises on the planet right now. You know, Kim, if you want to add anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we, we talked before the show today because... As Evan said, we we're planning a less serious episode, and we're certainly not going to do a full episode discussing you know this particular mm-hmm. topic. I think you know while we both have our own firmly held convictions, you know it's not something that I can't speak for Evan, but it's not something that I feel um, qualified to to present an episode on or anything. And mm-hmm. no. um, there are plenty of voices already out there that are you know on on both sides of. Um, this issue that are, you know, that will do the talking about it. And, and, you know, you folks should really invest your time in, in listening and, um, try to keep an open mind and, and try to, you know, I'm sure our listeners are, are probably kind of in line with, you know, our, our take on things, which is that <clears throat> oppression anywhere is unacceptable. And, um, you know, if you're able to kind of divorce yourself from, some of the the prejudices that have been really pushed, um, especially in the Western media in the last 20, 25 years. Um, if you are a person who, you know, claims to be opposed to oppression um, and um, colonialism, and, colonialism and, and segregation and racism um, and religious bigotry, um, and you're able to have kind of an asterisk next to the issue of, of a free Palestinian state, I think that it's probably worth looking a little more deeply at, you know, your convictions and how strongly those are held. Um, and, you know, without saying too much more on the issue, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, as Evan said, we both support the idea of a, of a free Palestinian state. And, um, you know, I think both kind of roundly reject any anti-Semitic angle to that, um, you know, there's been a lot of talk that like if you are someone who uh is not in line with the the actions of the government of the state of israel then you are somehow 
you know, not supporting or, or um, are, are, you know, actively working against, you know, the Jewish people. And I don't think either of us feel that way yeah. at all. Um, we both have <clears throat> Jewish friends and Jewish colleagues who are on both sides of the issue. And it's been a really delicate thing. But, um, you know, looking at it purely as like a, an issue of nation states and the way that they treat the people within their borders, I think that it's pretty easy for both of us to say yeah. that we support freedom and justice for all human beings. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, being against Rhodesia didn't mean that you were against, you know, white people, I guess, or, sure. you, know, you, know, yeah. you know, people of European descent or, you know, uh, or any other type of, if you were against the empire of Japan, doesn't mean that you were racist against Japanese people. Sure. Um, and I think a lot of, a lot of simple minded folks might find it <laughs> difficult to divorce those ideas, but yeah. You know, like that's... I'm against the government of America, but I'm not sure. really against Americans. No, same. Yeah, it's the example I use. I, I have so. a lot of issues with the government of America and, and don't no. necessarily think that it's a good or functional government. But that doesn't mean I hate Americans. I am an American. All my friends are Americans. My whole family are Americans, you know. Um, and I feel very similarly about the current situation. I, I, I don't hate Israelis, you know. I don't hate um, anybody that I don't know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> I, I I just have real problems with the way that the government of that country has, especially in the last 10 years, especially under President Netanyahu, has um, really pivoted. Um, and I know it's been a decades-long issue, but it's really been ramped up recently in, in a yeah. direction that I think is pretty hard to get behind. So yeah. we're, both, we're both hoping for um, a positive res- resolution to this that involves freedom and less loss of life and... and you know, I hate that I feel like I even have to say it, but obviously, like, we both abhor uh, violence. I mean, it's it's never a desirable thing, and I don't think anybody is saying, yeah, this is great because of all the horrible atrocities that are happening. Um, but most importantly, we support the right of people to be free and to free themselves yep. from, you know, oppression in all forms. So, yep. anyway, hopefully that clears it up, and... Uh, I think we'll both not be taking any more questions at this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so without further ado, what do you, you want to what do you, you want to start the show? Yeah, let's do it. Let's okay. Start. It. So we're back, Uh, and yeah, this is going to be kind of a fun episode, and you know, it's been a couple weeks since we recorded, and how are you? 
I'm great. This is episode 99. I know. I was thinking, like, <laughs> look, we keep periodically asking each other, like, what are we doing yep. for episode 100? And it's, I don't know. So yep. uh, we've got some ideas. We'll see. You'll see. Yeah, we'll see we'll what, see you what get. happens. It won't be another yeah. one of these, though. We'll do something. Yeah. We'll, 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 do we'll something whip something fun. cool together for you. It's not going to yeah. be like an episode where we, like, rank, you know, our favorite fucking foot models or anything like that. Yeah, that'll be one on one. Yeah, immediately <laughs> afterwards we're, we're yeah. talking. We're talking yeah. feet. We're talking bunions, dude. Because <laughs> um, you know your boy likes some. Um, but yeah, no, I guess uh, yeah. So Cam uh, was on a bit of a trip, and uh, the last yeah. episode we did the uh, the ancient mysteries. So this one, yeah, we're just gonna kind of it'll be Cam and Evan sucking fuck hour again. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, hopefully light on the on the fucking heavy on the sucking. That's We've got our nipples greased up and we're yeah. um that the petroleum jelly has been bought yeah. in bulk. Yeah. The and you know, I don't want to I don't want to out myself here, but I did need a lot more than he did. I mean, it just <laughs> it is what it is. He's got little <laughs> tiny little milk duds and I've got big uh marshmallow pink, fucking uh, you know like the tanks. pink coconut snowballs, that's like what I've got. I, you know, so. I like those treats. That really bothers me that yeah. you that you just use those as an example. What um, can I say? Um, yeah. I will say that I do have. We did get a few advertisements this week. Um, yeah. That uh, actually, one of them we got a while ago, and I've been meaning to read it, but we just keep getting too excited, and I, I haven't been able to mention it. Yeah. Um. So I guess we'll get those out of the way, and then we can start talking about whatever we want to talk about. Um. So the first one, and this is a product that I've actually been using in my own house, and I don't know if Evan has yet, but uh, this is a really great one. And it's it's uh, invented by a man from the Midwest who uh, found that he was having uh, a really hard time with urine splatter when he was uh, in and around. What the fuck? Are you, are you a vape guy now? Yeah, it's a vape. Are you just are you just are you just out here just vaping, dude? You just casually I got it, I got it when out? I was drunk, and I don't know. I need to finish it, so yeah. it's just sitting here on my desk. Okay. I even the... muted my mic, so it was on the DL, and you were just like, "No, I, I don't think anybody <laughs> cares. I don't think that anybody's gonna judge you for it. I mean, me, yeah, just because you look like a fucking tool, but like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any issues with vaping." <laughs> It was just the way you did it. You just like a casual little, and then like a big milky exhale. I don't know. It's not like you've never seen me not smoke. Oh, it's not like you've never seen me smoke something. You know. I know. I know. I, you've hey, smoked many things with me. I yeah. I will continue to do so. No. Um, just you've bumped you many surprise. cigarettes with me after shows. Oh, including sure. Including the last one we went to. Sure. Yeah. Oh. Um. Oh, which reminds me, if you guys are ever out there in the world and you are splitting any kind of smokable with Evan. You better be prepared, because this boy will moisten a cigarette or a or a marijuana cigarette, whatever it may be, whatever you yeah. may be smoking on. You better be yeah. prepared to dry that fucker off, because this boy he puts it like into his mouth. Like I swear he's licking the tip with his tongue. Juicy. He gets him juicy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyhow, so uh, I, yeah, I will I will wear that proudly. I've heard that from many people yeah, before. Yeah, you're you're a juicer, but it's yeah. fine. I've got a juicy mouth. <laughs> uh, oh. So anyway, so a new product brought to you by uh, renowned inventor Harold Bemis. Uh, Bemis's penises. Uh, do you miss when you piss? Try Bemis's penises. Uh, it's a patented shield that uh, surrounds the outer rim of your toilet. Works kind of with like a, a patented funneling action. And so when you go to stand to pee at a conventional toilet, 
you can kind of just let it rip now. And and with Bemis's Pemises, uh, you yep. will no matter what basically you'll get mm-hmm. you'll get the stream in the toilet and then you just simply click it off uh it's really simple and then you, you bring it in the shower with you fully nude and you wash it by hand um yep. it is not dishwasher safe uh and i wouldn't put it, it anywhere will in your food yeah it will melt very very delicate but it's great um it's ended multiple relationships for me i've had i've had a real ongoing issue with just an inability to get i have a wild stream folks sometimes it's split in two directions sometimes it's just that it's got a kind of a fire hose thing and the whole the whole dong ladies and gentlemen around. it sounds like sea biscuits in there when yeah, he's taking it's, a piss it's unbelievable um yeah it sounds like someone's frying chicken every time i go and yeah. so uh we we toss an ice in the fry later again, <laughs> yeah right Cam? so uh anyway a big supporter i've been using it myself and i've seen up to an 87 percent reduction in my piss splatter when i go so um again that's bemis's penises do you miss when you piss folks. Try Bemis's Pemises. Uh, and then secondly, a brand new Dr. Fantastic product. Um, and I've got it uh, cooking in a stew right now. Uh, turkey beef. Uh, it's, it's, it's beef, but turkey. Um, and, you know, it's as delicious as it sounds, folks. So that is our second sponsor. Make sure it's you not go. ground beef. You it's can not ground it. turkey. It's turkey beef. Yeah, it's turkey beef. So it's, it's beef, yeah. but it's turkey. So... Um, yeah, and I don't really think that needs any more clarification. No. But, You've heard of uh, beef? You've heard of turkey. Now try the turkey beef. This is turkey beef. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you can, I don't know why you can, it's. I feel like we've, we said that already. Um, but yeah, found wherever you would buy turkey or beef um, or both. Turkey or beef or both. Uh, or neither because it's a different thing. Yeah, I, I guess it hasn't become that niche yet. That there's yeah, like No, no, specific. yeah. You can find it at uh, turkey beef only. Uh, little market stalls at, at your local farmer's market. You can buy it through the Dr. The Fantastic's website. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, yep. if you're, I don't know. I feel like my train of thought's been disrupted. But yeah. It, so, yeah, Dr. Fantastic's turkey beef. Um, yeah. It's good to eat it. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, those are our two advertisements for today. And yeah. we hope that you guys go. And if you, as always, on their websites, if you use the promo code left unread, all one word, all lowercase, uh, mm-hmm. you'll get 15% off your first order. Yes. And uh, Bemis's Pemises have a lifetime guarantee. So yep. if you find that... Unless you put it, again, unless you put it in the dishwasher. Right. There, there's the fine print. But as long as you, warranty. as long as there's no evidence that you've, you know, cleaned it improperly. Tampered with it with... Uh, Meaning when you wash mechanical it... Mechanical cleaners. When you wash it, you do what? You take it in the shower with you, fully, fully nude, nude, fully nude, and you wash it and, by hand. And wash it by hand. Nothing that you wouldn't put on your body, okay, can go on Bemis's penises. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, thank you. Thank, cool. thank you again, folks. All right, uh, before we move on, let's do a quick can check. What you roll? What you rolling with? Uh, I've got a Nalgene full of tap water. Oh, okay. Here, let me uh, here, let me do something real quick. Settings. Yeah, I can't help but feel like you were a little underwhelmed by that. Is there a problem with what I'm drinking, or? Well, I was hoping for something nice. Yeah, um, I just had my last uh, Wegman's Dragon Fruit Berry, which is a fave of mine. I got the Polar Black Cherry Seasonal, Black mm-hmm. Cherry Vanilla. Um, it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I wish it popped more. It doesn't quite pop. As much little, as I little want. soft. Yeah, it, the the flavor profile's great. The flavor way, uh, the ratio is right. I just wish it popped 
Bueno. You know what I will say, and I've said it before. It's not even a seasonal. Wegmans has a black cherry vanilla year round. I think that's like the only one I've tried because you brought me one once. And that's what I keep comparing this to because the Weggies, it's on. It was sick, right? You liked it? Yeah. Yeah, it's on point. Yeah, man. Wegmans is the king of unorthodox flavors, meaning flavors yeah. I would not normally think I would no. like. So, case in point, I just polished off a 12er of a. Of a dragon fruit berry which is yep. not something like if i saw polar made a dragon fruit seltzer i'm like probably not interested but mm-hmm. wegman's dragon fruit berry like yeah. flavor good seltzer no wegman's on the south coast no i know down they there. haven't made it down there yet but mm-hmm. i think they will they're spreading it they're pretty new up here too in the last i want to yeah, say I last five so. or six years yeah let's but. pull some um yeah no and uh the only other two for the seasonals i've tried are the uh uh blood orange cranberry which is pretty good mm-hmm and uh, the uh, yuzu orange blossom, which I didn't like. Okay. It was fine. I don't like floral seltzers. Yeah. Some folks like them floral. Me, no. Floral's tough. I think, you know, even... So, obviously, I don't drink anymore, but I... I even with cocktails and stuff, you know, yeah. um, the classic floral liqueur being elderflower, right? Um, mm-hmm. In small doses, it can be really nice, but it can very quickly make your drink taste like perfume. And um, mm-hmm. who wants that? No. You know what I mean? Who wants to feel like they're drinking a cup of eau de toilette? Not me. Not me. We've got uh, I got like a little booster pack yeah. of good New York Post articles, uh, really with a travel theme to them, which is kind of nice considering that you were just traveling. I know. I just so I just do. You want me to talk about that first? Go for it. 
Okay. Yeah, I don't have anything prepared, but I figure uh, I did just do a, a cool thing. This has been a year of travel for me. I've bounced around a lot in the last few months, which has been cool. Um, but so I just drove – I just did the coast-to-coast -coast drive uh, this mm -hmm. past week, which is something that I – I've always kind of wanted to do, and I know folks talk about doing a lot, sort of like the quintessential American road trip, the idea of mm -hmm. going from the Atlantic Ocean to the Pacific Ocean. Um, and I had an opportunity to come up to do that. It's kind of last minute, but a friend was moving to San Diego and had some stuff come up and needed a, a co-captain because um, she's a female, and driving across the country by herself is a scary prospect. So, mm -hmm. um yeah, so I said yes, and we packed up a U-Haul, and we did the damn thing. And I will say, I have some observations. I think that, first and foremost, you know, any time that I've ever done any cool traveling, like, you know, you guys know I went to Nicaragua earlier this year, you take things away from that. And some of those things are really surface level, but some of them are, are sort of things that, like, develop months later as you're thinking back on it. And so I know that I'll be processing the trip for a while, but... It's interesting to me because this is a country that is so huge and so diverse. And I feel like everybody knows that on paper. You know that it's a big place and there's tons of different people and different demographics and whatever. But it's always put into really stark contrast when you have like an actual experience with that or like an actual mm -hmm. visualization of that. And this is obviously the most extreme example of that I ever had. I mean, we drove across like 16 states and saw all kinds of places and ate and all kinds of weird rest stops and you know mm -hmm. it's it was just really eye-opening and i think we both my friend and i came away from it thinking like we have such strong feelings about the way that politics work in different parts of this country and the way that certain views crop up in different parts of this country and being from the northeast and the east coast um you know, we're surrounded by certain things and we're exposed to certain things. Our education went a certain way. And um, we tend to kind of throw around a lot of, you know, I think any larger country probably does this. And Europe is a good example because all the countries mm -hmm. kind of have this like playful competitive thing going on. But in the U.S. Mm -hmm. it's like started to be a little civil war -y again, you know. It's starting mm -hmm. to feel, we're starting to get that flavor in the air. Um, and so, I don't know, it was like a weird like kind of... Um, reminder that you know I don't I don't live the same experience as everyone else you know it's put yeah. really starkly like you know we were talking today my friend and I about like waking up in the desert every day right or like waking mm -hmm. up in the prairie and like looking out your window and so one thing that we saw we when you're driving through especially the midwest is there are these huge like hundred foot tall white crosses that are just all over the place. We probably saw 15 of them in the span of like one afternoon and they're just on the side of the road. Right. And it's like just a, a really giant, really obvious. And if you're a listener from that part of the country and you want to explain to me what the fuck is going on with those, because <laughs> they all seem yeah. to be made out of just like the same like white material. And I don't know if I was in like <clears throat> windy tornado country, I feel like I wouldn't be putting up giant. I don't know. It was interesting. Yeah. I was curious, but it's just like really clear that like, you know, we don't have the same day-to-day -day as everyone else in this country. And mm -hmm. That's not some yeah. hot take or anything, but it's it's one thing to, like, know that and another to kind of just see it. So I guess I'll share a few little anecdotes or experiences that have stood out to me so far from my travels. And if you have any questions about 
anything, let me know and we can just chat about it. Um, so the first thing I will say, and I, and I mean this with all the disrespect in the world, is that all the parts of this country that you think over think of as flyover country uh, absolutely are. Um, <laughs> driving through fucking Indiana, it's like, holy shit, man, what is up with this? Um, <laughs> and again, if you're from Indiana and you got some cool shit that I should like specifically go and check out, let me know. I can't make any promises because holy smokes. But like... Mm-hmm. Um, there are huge, huge, huge swaths of this country where it really does feel just like fields and nothingness and chain restaurants and like not even good chain restaurants because you don't get to those until you're in the south or the southwest, right? It's like yeah. I went to a Bob Evans. I got a bone to pick with Bob Evans. How do you fuck up breakfast, you know? Yeah, Denny's is everywhere. Denny's does a fine job of breakfast. Yeah, the, the southeast has banger uh, chains. Oh, Waffle House for sure. Yeah, Waffle um, House. I mean, fucking... And when I say oh. delicious, I don't mean like, oh, this is particularly like high quality or like who cuisine, you know, but delicious. Yeah. Bob Evans was neither quality nor delicious. It yeah. was some amorphous blob of neither at the same no. time. Uh, and and I just, I, I don't know. I mean, hash browns, you really don't have to do much. They're shaved. Easy. Salt and pepper and butter, and you put them on a griddle until they're fucking crispy, and then they're del- they're perfect. I mean, it's you a- can buy delicious ones that are just in the freezer at your oh, grocery store. And I'm not kidding myself. I don't think anybody's <laughs> in the back ricing potatoes at Bob Evans. Yeah. <laughs> These are coming out of a bag. Just fucking cook them. And it was, oh, it was horrible. So anyway, I don't understand it. Yeah. There's a lot of things like that. But um, it was also just, yeah, and that's where we were seeing all the crucifixes. And I don't know. So anybody that's from the mid- the, the Midwest, which I know is a huge region, but like, the mm-hmm. true middle Midwest. Um, let me know. What's the deal? Is it really like bleak out there? Because it felt bleak and it felt really empty and it felt like I said to I said to to Evan and some other people like I feel like there's Wendigos out there. I feel like there's definitely no. You didn't mention the Wendigos. Yeah, I feel like there's definitely some sort of some sort of woodland Wind demon action. Some something's going on out there, yeah. man. It's <laughs> it's spooky. It's it's oh. and uh, I don't know. I just I just felt very like kind of blit so i will say we we ended up powering through like from you know northwestern pennsylvania all the way to tulsa oklahoma in like one day because it was like, like get we the can't fuck i gotta get the fuck out of here um <laughs> and all all jokes aside i i don't actually mean that with any shade i'm sure there are some really cool parts and we were on the highway for a lot of that but like Holy yeah. smokes. Um, so curious about the Midwest, but also like cautious about it. Midwest, what's up with you? Yeah. What's going Phone on? In. Like we, we would love Give some feedback. Call. I would love somebody to tell Email. me what the deal is and like what, what we're supposed to see. And don't say Cleveland. I've been to Cleveland. It's fine. You know, and Chicago. Been I've been to, to Chicago. Chicago's great. Chicago is the Midwest. That counts. Chicago's cool. You know what I heard? You know what I heard as I was traveling? That you shouldn't go to Gary, Indiana. And I was like, Gary, Indiana? What the fuck? Everybody knows not to go to Gary, Indiana. I didn't know that. But I really? so I had multiple oh. people be like, hey, what's your route? Don't go through Gary. And I was like, what the fuck is up with Gary? I looked it up. Gary's scary as shit. Yeah. You think that like, oh, you didn't you know, know that? No, That's I don't that. know, man. So I mean, I know that now. Yeah. Don't fucking give me that. Oh, oh, you didn't know about Gary, Indiana? Like, no, of course that not. That just sounds like something that you would know. Like, listen, I know I've known you for a long time. I know the types of things that I expect you to know, and I know the types of things I don't expect you to know. And I, that just, I'm sorry, that seems like a thing that Cam would have known. Yeah, you know that, what I mean? You don't fuck with Gary. Uh, well, I know now. <laughs> I know now. Okay. And uh, I, I feel like you would have read... At least, at the very least, the Gary Indiana Wikipedia page at some point. Maybe, maybe past. I have. 
I've I've browsed a lot of Wikipedia, so it's fine. <laughs> that's how that's what I'm but, saying. <laughs> yeah, apparently when you're in Gary, they say the cops say like if you're from out of town, don't stop at red lights, just fucking yeah. keep it moving. Like scary <laughs> shit. And here's the thing, I'm the type of person that approaches travel and go into places that are like quote unquote scary with a pretty yeah. open mind. You know what I mean? I don't like to go into a place and think like, oh, I need to like be you know, I'm not an idiot. You gotta keep your head on a swivel. I also Plus grew you're up- kind of a giant too, so it's like you know noticeable. What I mean? Yeah, well, it's yeah. All, not just that, but too, like, like I know you, so I know I know what you're like, but if I didn't know you and I saw you, I'd be like, that's a guy I'm not going to fuck with. Yeah, right? I look tough. I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. not. <laughs> but I always have, like, that, like a like a serious look, and I'm I'm covered in tattoos, and I'm big. And you're, and and I, you're a big guy. A big I'm a big guy, buff you know? man. I have a shaved head and earrings and, you yeah. know, uh, and a really just a cute little mustache. Not as good as Evan's, but it's, it's, yeah. I'm, pr- I'm happy with it. My nice black uh, mustache. <laughs> but anyhow, yeah, I, I get it. I benefit from having a certain look. Um, yeah. Which I'm a huge pussy, so don't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, thing, you, you also know, I that, know you. Uh, you said that. You're like, I know what you're actually like, but if I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. it's it's nice. Um, and so people don't fuck with me, which is cool. But yeah. at a certain point, there are certain types of places where they're like, no, I'm definitely going to fuck with him. Yeah. Um, Nicaragua was one of them, dude. Uh, yeah. Every guy in that country is five foot three, and I wouldn't fight most of them. So <laughs> they're just, they're, it's a different kind of vibe down there. And I feel yeah. like Gary's like that. You just, you, there's no, you just, you're, you're, yeah. So yeah. don't fuck with Gary. Um, but there were some cool things, man. Once you get into the Southwest, I mean, that's, it's so pretty. Yeah. It's so pretty. It's pretty. And, yeah, and that's why I really want to go, like Big Bend and shit. Wait, Big, is Big Bend Southwest? Big Bend? You mean Big in, Bend? Oh, Big Bend. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Where is Big Bend? Is Big? It sounds like a Wyoming thing. Yeah, maybe. Big Bend know. has the has the has the stink of Wyoming on it, oh. just in the way the name is. Um, but I have never been to Big Bend. Yeah, Big Bend. No, it's in West Texas. Yeah. Ah, that's it's in right. West right. Texas. That's what I thought. So no. we only drove through um, the very far north of Texas, which yeah. uh, which uh, not Bucky's country. No, I was so upset. We just drove no. through the panhandle, and one of the big things I was thinking about on this trip was I want to go to Bucky's. Everybody yeah. says you gotta go to Bucky's. You gotta go to Bucky's. You got, and they chanted at you yeah. like that, and they form a little ring, and you gotta go to Bucky's. And I'm thinking you to myself, okay, okay, like fine. <laughs> and, but no, really, everyone says Bucky's is the shit, and I yeah. was so excited. It was one of the only things that I actually thought ahead and was like, I want to go to Bucky's, yeah. but I didn't think ahead well enough because when you look at our route. We uh-huh. were hundreds of miles off from Bucky's. They're in the southeast a little bit, and then they're in the bulk of Texas. Yeah, well, so there's two in Florida, but they're in, like, the northeast corner of Florida. Yeah. So they're nowhere near my, my, my family's place. But then there's also some on, like, the Gulf Coast of, like, Alabama. And yeah, Mississippi. There's definitely and I think one there's or two one in, in Georgia. Uh, so what we did pass, we know. passed a ton of uh, coming soon signs for Bucky's. Like along, like like it's south of the border in the Carolinas. What do you mean? You know, like if you're driving down like 95 to the Californias, and you keep seeing for like like hundreds of miles, you'll see south of the border coming soon. Like you've ever been south of the border? (laughs) No. What's south of the border? Oh, you don't know what that is? I oh man, dude! I've seen the signs, but like I I, like I've it is it is it is the most tourist trap place ever. That's where you can go to get fireworks at two in the morning when you're driving down south. There's a lot of places. So I saw so many fireworks, and I saw some. There was one that I really wanted to buy that was called Hell's Cannon, and it was like it was like ten pounds, and I was like, oh, this feels great. I would really like to buy this, but my friend said I couldn't 
t- couldn't do it. She made her too nervous. She was too stressed with the trip, and so I wasn't allowed yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, you didn't want to start but, um, letting off the devil's dick. You know? Yeah, dude. Yeah, this, <laughs> right, this one's called Satan's Cock. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. It's just a rod yeah. of solid explosives. Um, no. You can buy fireworks pretty much everywhere, yeah, yeah. except for here. Like, this is yeah. this is the least yeah. fun part of the country. You can well, buy no, fireworks. But, but like, uh, so south of the border, it's right south of... What like, border? Sort of, North Carolina, South Carolina. Okay, so it's in South but, Carolina. But it's presented like it's, like, Mexico. Right. You know what I mean? Like, That's like why it'd I was be like, confused. I was like, I... I right, so so it's presented like it would be, like, in Tijuana or something like that. Yeah. But it's just, like, right after the border of North Carolina, South Carolina. Yeah. And it's got, like, these Mexican restaurants and, like... It's just, like, a, like, a, like little attractions, like rides. And oh, then, they, like, they, re- they make it Mexican-y. Yeah, oh they do. Yeah, it's like wild, like now, dude. And then I'm fucking. But then we you, should you, go. They've got these like wicked dingy fucking like fireworks stores. I mean, yeah. I, I haven't been in like 15 years or something like that. Sure, maybe even more than that. Maybe like 20. Uh, and is that the name like, of the town south of the border, or it's that's just the like name an of attraction? the place? Gotcha. It's like a place gotcha. south of the border. Yeah. And it's all these like, dude, look it up. Look up the signs and shit. And yeah, and it's got like the dirtiest stores that sell fucking like fireworks. And like, I bought fireworks there as like a fifteen-year-old, uh, obviously with my dad. But at like two in the morning, they were like still selling fireworks and shit. Interesting. Look at that. Yeah, you. I've, that's another thing I'm surprised you haven't heard of. Um. Yeah, I haven't, but, you know, whatever. There's plenty of things to do. We did drive by a sign for the world's largest ball of twine, um, yeah. but we didn't, we didn't I've heard stop. Because that. that's the thing. So there's tons of those signs where it's like, yeah, it's coming up. And by coming the up, corn, they mean the, like, the world famous corn museum. Yeah, in yeah. four hours, and it's like way out of the way. And it's like, yeah. you know, stuff that I would maybe do if I had just set myself a week to do yeah. the drive. But we had like come see the world's biggest rubber band ball. Yeah, right. (laughs) Which I would love to see if it was not a huge imposition on my time. So we passed through the Texas Panhandle, no Bucky's. And but what I will say is, what we did see that was really cool is on the Texas New Mexico border in the prairie, yeah. right? Which I mean, I think it's the prairie. I don't know. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. It was nighttime, and we were getting these alerts like a thunderstorm warning. 
and then off to the right, you know, because out there, once you're out in that part of the country, there's it's it's just horizon in every direction, which yeah. is kind of unsettling when you're used to hills and trees and buildings. Yeah, right? you can't see more than like a few hundred feet anywhere no. around here. Yeah, I mean, especially <laughs> you've been to my neighborhood, like it's trees, yeah. it's houses, it's we're up on a hill, like there's no horizon. So yeah. we're out driving, it's nothing but horizon, and we see this thunderstorm miles away, like rolling in. And every time there's a flash of thunder, it's like it lights up the whole sky. Yeah. And it's like nothing I've ever seen before in my entire life. And so we pulled over and we just sort of stood there at this little pull-off point on the side of the road. I think it was technically in New Mexico. And we're looking out and watching the storm roll in and just like feeling the wind and the smells and everything kind of coming in off the prairie. And... You know, here we still get petrichor, like when the rain hits the soil and the and the spores and stuff are released, and there's a nice smell. But when it's that soil and the rain hits it, never. And mm-hmm. you get a storm like that, it the smell is crazy, um, and hmm. it sort of like floods your senses. And you know, That's I'm awesome. not one to be like overly um, spiritual or sentimental or anything, but there is something to be said. Like when you see a storm rolling in like that and it's all you can see and it's the whole sky in every direction and it's yeah. kind of racing towards you. Um, I totally get why people felt the need to come up with explanations for that. Cause there's, it's yeah. like, what the fuck? It just yeah, really, yeah. You sent me like a little video of it, but I couldn't it doesn't see capture what was going it. on. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's impossible it, you know. to, to, I mean, maybe with like a nice camera or something I could have yeah. done it, but, um, there's no way to, to, to capture it. It just on that video, it just looks like little flashes. It was humongous mm-hmm. and it was unbelievable. And like, really just like, I don't know. I can't stop thinking about it. It was un- it was no. unreal. Um, so we drove through. Oh, and we also we stopped in Amarillo, Texas. So this is before that. We did stop at a cool place that sounds like south of the border. How you're describing it? Called the Big Texan Steak Ranch. And if you're ever in Amarillo, Texas, you should go to the Big Texan Steak Ranch. We are not affiliated. I'm receiving nothing from them. Yeah. But they've got this this big sign with a big fucking cowboy, yeah. and uh, you walk in, and it's huge, like two floors, whatever. Um, and you, there's like, they have this big raised platform in the center with like big timers above it for people doing their like 72 ounce big Texan steak challenge. Um, and there was somebody doing that and like, it's crazy. And I don't know, there's all these attractions Mm -hmm. there. They have a fucking rattlesnake in there. They have all these little things where it's like, Hey, put a quarter in here and open the door. And I'm like, what's behind the door? And it's like, I don't know, Mm -hmm. put in a quarter. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm probably okay. So I don't know what was behind the door. Yeah, right. (laughs) For only a quarter, not too bad. I'd let anyone suck off for a quarter. Yeah, get sucked off for a quarter. I don't even care what they look like. As long as I don't feel whiskers, I'm like not worried about it. And frankly, you know what? Fuck it. Uh, Anyhow, um, that was cool. And I did try uh, Mountain Oysters at the Big Cowboy or the Big Texan, um, which for those of you who don't know are uh, demembranized sliced fried bull testicles. And I bought this little, they sell them in half orders. I bought a half order of them, and my, inti- my, my, my thought was I'm going to eat one of these and be like, okay, all set, and, like, waste them, which, you know, sorry, it was food waste, but felt worth it. And uh, <laughs> not, nah, they, Probably they, not for the bowl. Those shits were tight, dude. I fucking, yeah, that's fair. Um, those shits were tight, man. I fucking, I must have ate 20 of those things. You ain't even going to fucking eat them, man. Dude, they were so good. You just cut them off, throw they them were, out. They were so good, and... um. Yeah, I uh, uh, she did. It, the waitress did ask if I wanted to wrap those up, and I I, I passed on that. I figured uh, 
you know, they were good fresh, but I'm not sure. I'm not, not sure going to take bull balls to yeah, go. They're not going to reheat. Wake up at three in the morning. Mm, I could go. I could <laughs> pop a couple nuts in my mouth um, right now. <laughs> so I have eaten. I have eaten nutsack now, which is cool. Uh, nice. Those were tasty. Um, and then you know, I don't know. The rest was cool. We stopped in Albuquerque. Albuquerque's tight. Uh, we stopped in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Tulsa's yeah. cool. I got a sweet shirt in Tulsa. Um, and. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, so then you pass over into Southern California, right? And mm-hmm. we're driving through. Oh, we went to Sedona. If you guys haven't been to Sedona, have you ever been to Sedona? Nope. I've Just, never. I've never been outside of the east, uh, east like eastern coast, corridor. Except, yeah, I've been like I've been to like Aruba, but like I've literally always been in the eastern time zone. Yeah, I, like I've never even been to Atlantic because Aruba is still eastern. Interesting, I believe. Yeah. Um. I have yeah, been all over through, the east, up and down the east, but yeah. So. We drove through four time zones, which was mm-hmm. cool. Um, yeah, you got you got to travel, man. We got to go. Let's go somewhere. I'll go somewhere with you. But um, Sedona is in Arizona, and I have family in Arizona. And Sedona's special, man. Sedona's another place where, like, for someone who claims to be, like, a religious, whatever, uh, Sedona will make you believe in magic. Like, it's you've never seen anything like this fucking place. Like, if you picture like a red rock canyon, yeah, whatever, picture the southwest, it's that. It's like, it's it's spectacular. And you mm-hmm. have these thoughts where you're just like, oh, man, I, I could believe in God, you know? Like, fuck it. No. This is wild, right? Like, and then so part of it is uh, flanking Sedona is Oak Creek Canyon, which is a really beautiful, um, sort of temperate canyon leading into Sedona. And that's where my grandmother's ashes are scattered, which is nice. And so that I was kind of excited to be back there and just sort of see that. I haven't been there in a long time. And, mm-hmm. But I've only ever driven into Oak Creek Canyon in Sedona from the south, from Phoenix, which is like nice and you see lots of shit, but it's not crazy. I'd never driven yep. in from the north. Driving into fucking Oak Creek Canyon from the north is the most harrowing experience of all time. I would have not wanted to do it in my Honda Civic. But then I found myself doing it in a 15-foot U-Haul truck. and Filled with shit. Yeah, filled with stuff. It was a, not an empty truck, a full truck. And total tipping hazard. And I was scared out of my fucking mind. Anybody who, who's ever done it, done that drive, like down the winding switchback roads into Oak Creek Canyon, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, just I can't stress to you enough what a fucking insane thing this was. The finest driving I've ever done in my life. I kept my cool. Huh? We got to the bottom. Uh, there's a Dairy Queen halfway down, which I was surprised by. <laughs> Did you stop for a little? No, I. Uh, you know what? I kept dropping hints because we passed a lot of Dairy Queens uh, on this trip, yeah. and I kept sort of. It was always after we'd eaten, and I kept being like, "Oh, you know, I wouldn't say no to a blizzard." And uh, and my co-pilot and she's was just like, she's like, "She's like, I would." So uh, let's keep it let's moving. Keep going. <laughs> and when I'm like, "Oh, well, you know, I, if I'd pushed it, we could have stopped for sure." Yeah. And I don't think if if she listens to this, which she won't, she uh, would probably be like, "I didn't know you wanted a, a blizzard," but that's because I couldn't be like, "Hey, I know I just." ate my fill on bull testicles but <laughs> i sure <laughs> I could really go for a blizzard with the, um, like a reese's blizzard <laughs> uh so we end up we we pass into uh southern california which was kind of yeah. trippy we're going through like el centro did you know that down there like on the mexican border like in in yuma arizona through like el centro california you know what the big crop is down there it's like desert mm. it's fucking lettuce dude they grow like the bulk of the lettuce and that is grown oh, in this country is grown down there. Yeah, I would never have guessed. That's so the lettuce fields on, in every direction, people picking. And we get to this part where we're driving. It's like if you look out the left window, that's Mexico over there. If you look out the right window, yeah. that's California over there. That was kind of neat. Um, and then you go up into like 
this big basin. We were just south of the Salton Sea, which is cool. Um, you know about the Salton Sea? No, what's that? So the Salton Sea is an inland saltwater lake that used to be a lot bigger. Mm-hmm. And it was up through like the 40s and 50s, maybe a little later, maybe the 60s, was like yeah. a celebrity resort area. It was like hotels oh. and whatever. Um, and now it's become basically like the wasteland of Fallout New Vegas. So the sea started drying up and it started unveiling all these like toxic dusts that started blowing across the area. And immediately like the tourism dried up. And now it's this sort of like lawless, unincorporated area where like if you just want to go somewhere to like smoke meth and do like metal sculpture, that's where you go. And uh, so it's freaky. It's like hardcore meth country. Um, but neat. And there's, you know, we didn't, we didn't really stop cause we had all of her possessions with us. You already, you already had all the meth you needed. Yeah. We were already jacked up. So yeah, you were uh, out, yeah. we were, we were, we were cranked to the max, mm-hmm. but, uh, Fuck so driving through that area, like you're, you're, you're fully surrounded by mountains on all sides and you're in this like basin and there's no cell service. And so it's like, if something happens to the truck, it's like, I'm walking 40 miles in some direction, you know? Yeah. And you know, it's hot. There's cactuses. And that's, like, where when you picture, like, the American desert in the southwest, it's, like, that area. It's, like, Arizona and it's, like, Southern California. Mm-hmm. And so we're driving and, and seeing these little towns. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, who wants to fucking live out here? And it's, like, the answer is, like, people that don't want to be bothered. They want to yeah. live in, like, a place where it's, like, or they're, you know, from there. People and, that aren't big fans of government. Yeah, they're not. They don't want you to come <laughs> knocking. So, uh, but also like, that's where like, you know, desert rock is from. We were in like that part of the country, maybe a little further south. Just on fucking like dune buggies and shit. Right. Those guys might be from like the the valley, which is actually, so that little southern part is not part of the central valley. There's like a little Mm -hmm. lip of ridges and then there's this second smaller basin. Mm -hmm. So if you look at the Salton Sea, we were like just south of that. And so then you come up and you crest over and we stopped in this little mountain town called Julian, which is super pretty, famous for apples mm-hmm. and apple pie. Like how pretty in American does it get? Little tiny um, village in the hills. And it mm-hmm. was beautiful walking around, just seeing like picturesque, like horse pastures. And it looked like something out of a Western movie. It was it was stunning. And um, yeah, it was it was wild. We met this little kid who just kept riding. We were out for a walk, and he just kept riding back and forth on his bike. And he'd be like, "You guys from around here?" I'm like, "Nope." And he's like, "Okay, see ya." And then he'd drive away. And then like five minutes later, he'd and then come he back. and then you see him pick up the phone. and goes, "Yeah, they're from out of town." <laughs> no, <it wasn't. laughs> but he would drive. So I will say, at some point, my friend looked at me and she goes, "He's he's dead. He's a ghost for sure." And I was like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Like, like we're such like skeptical East Coast people. Like, no, yeah. sometimes there are just like dirty little kids on bikes, like who just yeah. live out here. In the fucking middle of nowhere, who are t- talking to you? And so he's like, "Hey, if you guys uh, walk up ahead, there's a snake up there in the road." <laughs> and it's like, "Okay, cool." Uh, we didn't. If you see guys all look at a snake. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> but it, it just kept going on for like a couple hours. He just would like yeah. circle around and come back and be like, "So, uh, you know, what are you guys doing?" <laughs> you know. And yeah. so that was the kid that we met in. I think that was actually Santa Isabel. Um, but near Julian. And anyway, mm-hmm. so then we were in San Diego, and then we moved a bunch of shit out of a U-Haul, and it was exhausting. And I didn't even go in the ocean. I had some sick tacos. I had tacos every fucking day. I went to the San uh, Diego You sent zoo. me two different Mexican uh, meals in, in the one same day. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was great. I was like, fuck it. When in Rome, you got to yeah. do the thing. Um, and I, I did. I had a free day, and I went uh, to the San Diego Zoo because um, it's okay. supposed to be tight. And it is cool. I don't think I'll go back to the zoo for another 15 years, but... Um, yeah, it was fine. 
my one observation of the zoo is that it is way hornier than I remember. Uh, every fucking there, yeah, you sent me lots of instances of sucking and fucking. Yeah, man. So the first thing that I encountered Dude, those, when I'm those tortoises the zoo, go just <laughs> fucking putting their head against the fucking uh, ground. Dude. dude, I'm walking into the zoo and I'm I'm walking to the reptile area and I just hear. <laughs> dude, the sound <laughs> is so fucked up. <sighs> and I round the corner, and it's like two Galapagos tortoises, and they're fucking. <laughs> and the female is on the bottom, and she has withdrawn completely into her shell. Yeah. And the male is drooling. <laughs> and just every 15 seconds, like, <sighs> like thrusting and grunting. And, like, slow. I mean, they fuck like you'd think a tortoise would fuck. Maybe a little faster, but, like, <laughs> slow and steady, dude. And... There was no. Dude, he was the in no rush. fucking thing was, was making. I, I took a video, and I was like, I don't want to be the only guy filming this, but I'm looking over and like everybody's filming them fucking. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, cool. And uh, yeah, I don't get, know like it was, the man. shells like slapping together. Yeah, they and were shit. they were going at it, and yeah. um, it was it was it was something. And so I, the reptiles were cool. I went over and I saw. Uh, and I went to the monkeys, and there's a, a mandrill enclosure. And you know, mandrills are like uh, baboons. Yeah, I know cool. you mandrill, no mandrills, yeah. but they, with the colorful faces, they're spectacular. Um, and yeah. also, every male mandrill was bricked the fuck up. So I looked down, and there's just one guy, and he's just looking at his own <laughs> cock, just jerking off. But with his other hand, he's like doing other stuff, like picking up, like kind of eating whatever. And then we'll go back and just fucking, just jerking his shit. This absolutely jaying off. Rock fucking hard. Oh, and so and then. I'm like, okay, well, that's weird. And I look up, and there's another one just sitting there looking at him, hard as a rock, not touching himself, just <laughs> looking at the other one with, like, a serious look. And his with dick dude, is just the at, biggest fucking dude at, at, at full mast, just looking, like, oh, yeah, dude. And I'm like, all right, this is wild. And I Dark at this point audibly like sand. I'm yeah, just like fear a and loathing at the San Diego Zoo, <laughs> and it's just animals jacking off and yeah. fucking with like disturbed looks on it's their faces. Crazy. So you know, here I am, a, a, a solo, thirty-three year old adult man at the fucking yeah. zoo, just cackling at monkey dicks, and, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just like, you gotta be fucking kidding me! And people keep like walking by, and other people are obviously noticing, but like they're yeah. just being polite about it. And I'm like, no fucking way! There's no way, <laughs> I can't. I'm sorry, but so I'm just laughing. And I swear to God, every every different monkey enclosure. Oh, if I there saw was a male I monkey, saw lots of pictures of animal penises. Oh my God, yeah. dude! I I the um the uh, there was there were a couple different kinds of baboons. Uh, and one of them's walking by, and there's a dude in front of me. Goes, wow, dude, he's just hanging dong. And he was, it was like dragging on the ground. They're, they're a lot bigger than I expected. Um, yeah, yeah. So for sure, that every all the male monkeys were just hard, yeah. and a lot of the other animals too. But the male monkeys especially were just. I like, mean, if you're an ape that's just kept in an enclosure, I mean, yeah, you know, dude. What else are you gonna do but bust? You know? Yeah, yeah. I guess so. You gotta just crank your shit. <laughs> Um, or just sit there and watch your boy crank it while you're rock hard yeah. and doing nothing. That was that's the that's the, the bitch of the bunch. Very that, fucked vibes. That dude. second monkey, also hard, just watching his friend jerk off. Not he, it would have been less weird if he was also jerking off. Yeah, and that's like, the okay, thing. Hell yeah, man! Like I get it. You saw him doing it. That made he you was hard. trying to like, do some tantric shit. Like, no, but he was just sitting there like reveling in his hardness, watching this other monkey just beat his shit silly. Um, so anyway, very interesting, and uh, then I came home, and here I am, and I yep. working and sleeping, and I'm fucking zonk. But it was interesting. Oh, yep. my last thought, and this is something no. that kind of pertains to you know we won't dive too much further back into it, but the present situation in Israel Palestine. So 
we were driving through. We drove through um, one of the corners of, of the Navajo Nation, right? And, yeah. you know, coming from the Northeast, we live in an area where there are all these echoes of the indigenous past of yeah. North America, but they're Mainly very, just very town names. Yeah. It's just town names, place names, whatever. It's very like surface level shit. There's no real, you don't really, I mean, we spend some time on it in school, but you don't learn a ton about the culture and you're all, you're learning a um, curriculum written by and presented by non indigenous teachers. So like how yeah. genuine could it be? We don't have a ton of contact with, with those people. A lot of them are gone. Right, because of yeah. obvious reasons, they were genocided and exterminated and pushed west. And yeah, um, but it it was it was just it was surreal. Um, and you know, I don't want to like overly romanticize it, but at some point, yeah. all of a sudden, we're you know we're stopping at a truck stop, and I realize that like every single person in this truck stop except for me is Navajo, and they're speaking uh-huh. Navajo, and they're and they're and they're, sure. you know, they just are right. Yeah. And it was just a surreal experience for me because I was like, fuck, you know, I'm 33. I've lived in this country my entire life. And I think this is maybe the first time outside of like a movie mm-hmm. where I've actually encountered, you know, indigenous folks. And um, not, there's nothing more to it. I'm not going to claim that there was some like great story there. It was just it hits you like it's it's mm-hmm. when you are, you know, um, like I'm like a cis hetero white dude from fucking Boston. Like I am oh. always in the You're majority everywhere I yeah. go. Yeah, right. And <laughs> and to to have that sort of realization that like fuck man, that is just incredibly depressing and sad that, you know, my ancestors did this and now here we are living in this beautiful place, right? Cuz I'm so overwhelmed with the natural beauty of everything I'm seeing even in the Midwest. I'll give that to you guys. There's some nice trees and shit. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the people whose land it was are, are in a lot of places kind of just a, a, a sad memory. And not yeah. that they're gone. They're, they're, they're out there. They still exist. But we've so pushed them to the margins of society that um, for a lot of us, and I reckon I'm not alone there, a lot of people don't encounter them. And we're in their land. <clears throat> and it's just really sad. And I yeah. think that that's something that I keep thinking of with, you know, the present conflict. It's like... Do you expect these people, these Palestinian people, to just sit back and wait to become a memory? You mm-hmm. know, um, even if the fight seems futile. I mean, you know, the indigenous peoples of this country, in large part, waged war with us as long as they could, yeah. and it didn't work. Obviously, I mean, here here we are with the present situation, um, which is a sad one, but. Would you have told them that it would have been right for them to just fucking give up, you know? Yeah. And they shouldn't give up now, and they they didn't give up then. And so how can you look at another group of people and say, you know, it would make my life much, much easier and much nicer if you just accepted this and just disappeared and faded into memory, you know? Mm-hmm. So not to over-romanticize it, it was just a – it was a, an impactful – stop at a truck stop and uh i've been thinking about it every day since then so yeah um support decolonization efforts and support indigenous people and listen to their voices and their stories i'll leave with that yeah security will you let me in your palm i'm not looking for trouble i'm looking for love i'm not looking for harm i'm looking for love
Okay, you want to hear some fucked uh, tales of travel? Yeah, man. Okay. I'm ready. I'm game. So we got a booster pack of New York Post stories <laughs> that involve traveling. Yeah. With a travel theme to it. <clears throat> First one. So this is by Patrick Riley. Okay. Uh, published October 5th. Woman's box of giraffe poop that she was planning on making into a necklace seized at Minneapolis airport. Holy smokes, okay. <laughs> a woman was stopped by Customs and Border Patrol officers at the Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport okay. last week after she was found with giraffe poop that she planned to make into a necklace, officials said. Was it, like, dro- like fossilized? Yeah, there's pictures. Um, <laughs> the droppings were seized by by border officials on September 29th after a woman returning from Kenya declared the animal feces. She fucking declared them. She's like, yeah, I got some shit. Yeah, she wasn't uh, trying to, like, fucking yeah. do anything sneaky. She's she thought this idiot. was normal, yeah. Here, I'll send yeah. you a picture. Um, throw this in the chat. Here's the shit. Can you send it? Can you just text it to me? Because I, I can't use my mouse right now. That's right. Um, Whatever, I'll look at it later. I can look yeah. it up on my own phone. Giraffe poop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, anyway, where was I? Oh, yeah. Feces. Pr- prompting oh, I see an ins- it. Yeah. It's <laughs> fucking gross. It looks yeah, like, yeah. It looks look at like the size dried of that. shit, dude. What, what the fuck? <laughs> it just looks like dried shit. Yeah. It's, it's not no, even like, I was like, oh, maybe giraffes have really, like, It looks like giant poop. deer shit, basically, because it's like big pebbles like deers yeah. do. Deer, I guess. Um. So, uh, declared the animal feces, prompting an inspection by CBP agriculture specialist, according to the agency. The passenger stated that she obtained the droppings while on, sh- on her trip and intended to make a necklace. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Is this a white lady? I. It has to be. It has to be, right? Like, yeah. there's no fucking Only white this people This has do. to be a fucking white lady from, like, around here. Yeah. Oh, no, she was in Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah. Still, oh, God. that's... that's I wonder if she has... No, no, not Milwaukee, Minneapolis. 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 I wonder if she has dreadlocks. I don't know. This is this is sounding like a Wook situation. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not just uh, shit, it's African shit, man. It's I just feel so connected, and I just feel... <laughs> giraffe so- shit, yeah. I feel so connected to the earth. Um, but yeah, so she told CBP officers that she had previously used moose poop to make jewelry yeah. at her home in Iowa. So yeah, Iowa, it's pretty... You know, demographically speaking, it's yeah. most likely a white person. Yeah. Um, the giraffe poop was taken and, quote, destroyed by steam sterilization per USDA protocol. <laughs> I mean, it would have, like, like you know, bacteria that, uh, and parasites. uh invasive bacteria, you know? Yeah. Um, there's a real danger with bringing fecal matter into the U.S., said LaFonda D. Sutton Burke, CBP Director, Field Operations, Chicago Field Office. If this person had entered the U.S. and had not declared these items, there was high possibility a person could have contracted the disease from this jewelry and developed serious health issues, she said in the statement. Animal feces from Kenya could contain African swine fever, classical swine fever, Newcastle disease, foot and mouth disease, and swine vesicular, uh, vesicular disease, CBP said. A veterinary services permit is required to bring feces into the U.S. All right, so number one, that was the first. How one. hard are those permits to get? Asking for a friend. I don't know. Okay, uh, <laughs> next. All right, escaped smuggled rat otter terrorized passengers on flight to Taiwan. Rat otter. A rat, comma otter. Rat, comma otter. Rat and otter. A rat and otter team. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's two animals. They teamed up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This sounds buddies, like something yeah. out of a fucking Redwall book. Yeah. Shout out to Brian Jakes, my boy. All right. So 
A plane from Bangkok to Taiwan took a wild turn when a rat and an otter smuggled aboard a passenger got loose in the main cabin mid-flight. I was confused, so he said again, Pet rat, pet rat, it has a white body and it's not small. One passenger told viral press. Hey, sounds like they're describing me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, the Wednesday flight aboard a low-cost Vietjet air flight erupted in panic as the air hostesses freaked out upon noticing what passengers described as an albino rat and a nearly one-foot-long otter scurrying around on the floor. A subsequent police search of the vessel also located a box containing 28 live turtles, a snake, one marmot, two otters, two more otters, and two other rodents of unknown species among the luggage upon landing in Taipei. Police have focused their investigation on one female passenger who allegedly smuggled the creatures through security at the Suvaranabhumi International Airport in Thailand. The woman faces a penalty of up to $31,000, as outlined in the Prevention and Control of Animal Infectious Diseases statute. What was she going to do with them? Make a necklace out of them? (laughs) Yeah. She's like, wait, they've got good poop in there. I'm just... Yeah, dude. Just squeeze it out. Right. You take the otter and just squeeze it like a tube of toothpaste. Yeah, just... Start at one end and... Yeah, exactly. I told the cabin crew, and they checked the plane, the passenger explained. That's when they found the big otter under one of the seats. They kept looking for the white rat, and an employee caught the rat, the passenger added. It bit them on the hand while they carried it back to the kitchen at the back of the plane. (laughs) The cabin crew immediately ordered anyone who brought the animals on the plane to make themselves known. The culprit did not come forward initially, but after the cabin crew started investigating, she demanded a refund and admitted to owning the escaped animals. The woman may have bought the animals in a Thai market and looked to bring them home after a visit. The turtles will remain in quarantine, and the other animals will go to Pingtung University of Science and Technology for examination and confirmation before authorities dispose of them. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. So, got a couple of animal ones. Yeah. Okay. Now we got feral people. Hell yeah. Okay. okay. Cool. So this one doesn't sound funny at first, but once you get into the fucking quotes that are being slung around by these people, <laughs> okay. you get to some real good gold. All okay. Right. All right. Drunk New Jersey woman fired after telling German tourists on New York City bound train to get the fuck out of U.S. Hell yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm all right. I, even without that being funny, I think that's oh, great. I, yeah. I support going back to like an especially closed-minded approach to European tourists. I think yeah. That <laughs> yeah. Instead of romanticizing them and be like, "Oh, where's your accent from?" There should be more like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Yeah. <laughs> get the fuck out of here, Kraut. I don't want your fucking. I don't want your fucking. You know. Oh well, you know, it's very different from at home where of course you know the trains run on schedule and things it's yeah. like get the why don't you go fucking back there if you like yeah. it so much okay buddy <laughs> my foot's about to run on schedule into your ass if you don't get off my fucking train boy <laughs> <laughs> it's what is it from uh from uh once upon a time in hollywood when it's like the yeah. the many fists of mccluskey and yeah. he kicks in the door he's like anybody order the fried sauerkraut why <laughs> 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 he throws them all yeah Um, Oh, my goodness. Okay. All right. So, anyway. A New Jersey woman was fired after a viral video showed her berating a group of German tourists on a New York City-bound train and telling them to get the fuck out of our country. Brianna Pinnix, a 30-year-old talent acquisition specialist at Capital RX, approached a group of male tourists on what appears to be a New Jersey transit train, according to the Daily Mail, which first reported the incident. 
Pinnix, whose Facebook account says she is a Mawa native and a 2015 Marymount Manhattan College graduate, has since been fired from Capital RX, a company spokesperson confirmed to the Post Wednesday night. Yada yada, they have a zero tolerance. We're going to move on. Okay. Other social media accounts, uh, as well as her LinkedIn profile linked to her name, have been wiped. Uh, yeah, yeah. Pinnix, who appears to be drunk, can be heard in the footage asking the men if they are German before aggressively demanding, what did you say? Tell me what you said. Um, in German? No. No, just that. You're hiding Germans on this train, are you not? <laughs> um, so fucked but, up, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um. And uh, her boyfriend politely tries to remove her from the situation. At what point? At one point, holding onto her wrist as she leans into one man's face. Bree, Bree, do not do this. Do not do this. You're going to get arrested. He pleaded. I can handle my own. She insisted. Bree, please stop this. Please stop this, or I'm never going to talk to you again. Her boyfriend warned. I love you, but get off me. She told him. She asked the tourist numerous times. I have to do this. Yes, uh, I love you, but I need to let these. I Germans will die know. on this hill. Yeah, I do not like Wiener Schnitzel. Uh, okay, first of all, L take because Wiener Schnitzel yeah. is. Oh, I love tight. Wiener. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, she asked the tourists numerous times to repeat what they said, but they ignore her. Here we go. Uh, at one point, the man whose face Penix kept getting into stands up and says something unintelligible before he sits back down, shaking his head. Here's where it gets good. Uh, so one man off camera appears to say, woman, in 2023, we're allowing women to think they're the man. <laughs> so then the tourists can be seen laughing among themselves with the man on the end who bore the brunt of Pinnock's ire turning to talk to someone behind them the camera pans over other passengers who include a mortified looking couple sitting behind the group of tourists Pinnock's boyfriend manages to get her back to her seat as she mutters something about quote immigrants now get this dude you know I'm an immigrant I'm an immigrant too you know that right he said he reasons her boyfriend here's her response yeah but i'm responsible for you so it's okay oh my <laughs> god fuck, dude oh my god <laughs> it's like what the fuck dude yeah, unbelievable <laughs> so this is just i'm i mean i'm i'm listening to the things these two people are saying and you know what i feel like i'm going to go with my boy ken watanabe on this let them fight. <laughs> like, just oh, these man. two of these awful, like, chauvinist German dudes with this, like, wicked racist yeah. American woman. You know what? Fuck it. Yeah. Let's see where this goes. Yeah, we gotta just, we gotta let them figure out. Yeah, we got the sexist versus the racist going. All right. <laughs> so her boyfriend bends down and the tour scene talking before she loudly says, everyone is fucking laughing about it now. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your shit sucks, man. I don't know. What, like, what are you surprised about? She can then be heard telling her significant other to say something or I'm going to. A man sitting behind Pinnix can be heard saying, hit them with a right hook, which causes her to jump up and exclaim, thank you. <laughs> hit Finally, right somebody understands the gravity <laughs> of the situation. Yeah. Hit me with the right hook. Let me see what you got. Pretend it's his face. He egged her on. <laughs> Pinnix then lightly strikes the man and says, Oh, before sitting back down. Her boyfriend laughs, and he tries to restrain Pinnix as she attempts to rush over to the Taurus again. How about you get the fuck out of our country, she shouts. Do not, her boyfriend loudly tries, as several other passengers can be heard saying, Whoa. 
that's harsh. One woman says, oh it just like keeps going on like this. It's just amazing. Yeah, but um, it just sounds like a really fucked up time on the train. I would have loved to be there. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, fuck yeah. Oh. But yeah, anyway. Yep, so there we go. Nice little three pack of uh, stories. There's also one that I came across real quickly. Um, <clears throat> married British. Oh, wait. Yeah, married British Airways pilot snorted coke off topless woman's chest before trying to fly. I've been a very naughty boy. <laughs> I also actually came up, I found one uh, accidentally today that I wanted yeah. to mention. Uh, so this is also from the post, because of course yeah. it is. Um, you guys might have heard the story. This is from earlier today. Uh, actually, from yesterday. Yeah. Kansas teacher fired for funny TikTok vids. Now he's got 30 stand-up gigs booked, right? And so that's fine. Cool story. Apparently his videos were funny enough that people are booking him to do comedy, which is great. Uh, yeah. His name is Steven Taylor, and he was fired from Olath's Mill Creek Campus Alternative School yeah. in September uh, after several board members of the school objected to a series of TikTok videos he'd made. Uh, but the one in particular that stood out to me uh, mm -hmm. is he apparently made a video where, <laughs> uh, and this is the one that I guess got him in trouble, he claims yeah. that he uh, derived pleasure from crop dusting his students. Uh, yeah. From holding in his farts until class and then intentionally farting on the kids. Uh, <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> and so, quote, I crop dust them all the time, Taylor said in the offending post. I yeah. save up big, milky, lactose intolerant farts and I drop bombs silently because I'm an adult and I know my body. And then I sit yeah. and just let it stew. Yeah. So anyway, I just think that's fucking hysterical. Yeah, <laughs> He's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I know my farts are rancid. That's why yeah. I save them up and do them on children. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Crazy, oh. crazy. But yeah, real quick. So I'm not even going to read this one, but this uh, this British Airways pilot apparently stayed up all night, like snorting coke and getting fucked up and like having like an orgy or something. Yeah. And then texted one of the flight attendants like, I've been a naughty boy. And they had to be oh, like. Oh, yes. And they had to reschedule the flight. And he got fired, but he they got, had, but the, the, the he for some reason thought the flight attendant wouldn't report that yeah. the person who was about to also fly that flight attendant, yeah, <laughs> was yeah. like, I'm fucked up. Yeah, dude. Oh my god, I was thinking about yeah. that uh, recently. I was like, dude, there's gotta yeah. be times where the pilot's just like half cocked or fully cocked. Yeah. How often do you think you're flying with a drunk pilot? Insane. Yeah. Yeah. Insane. Well, anyway. Um, I think that's. I mean, look at us. We. It's so easy to do a fucking hour of this stupid I know. fucking show, man. I. I. It's. It's like, it just comes naturally. We got so much to say. Yeah, I know, right? So, uh, I guess what we'll leave off with is, uh, stay informed, stay on top of. You know, anytime something horrific <laughs> is happening, just consider yeah. where your information is coming from. Try to get information yeah. from as many angles as possible. Think critically. Uh -huh. um, don't just believe everything that you hear at face value. Don't believe us at face value. Figure figure shit out. Yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, our hearts are with all the people that are being fucking affected by violence right now. And yeah. um, free Palestine. Yep. Um, and we will... See you guys next week or yep. two weeks. I don't know. Episode 100. It's coming yep. up. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, thanks, everybody. Um, please tell people about tell people about us. We spread by word of mouth. And, uh, yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening. Bye. See you. One, two, three, four.